0: Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Everybody ready? Uh-oh! Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on! I know you can hear me. It's Hump Day. Woo-woo! Hump Day? Let's get rolling. <laughs>
1: Zone Studios here at Vivid Arena. Austin Horton producing today, as usual, across the glass from us. What's happening over there, Gordon?
2: I was just checking up on Scotty's uh, uh, presenting uh, President Bush with a potato. Oh, wow. There it is. Look at that. There's our guy. <laughs> He's
1: 13 years old. That's awesome. I know yeah. those guys were giving him a hard time for it, but I do think it's cool. I've never met the president. Austin?
3: Uh, I grew up on the same street as Joe Biden.
1: <laughs>
2: Liar. I never met Joe. Oh, I just... Dated his, no. dated his cousin. lived in neighborhood.
3: Dated his cousin? Hi, Lloyd.
2: We,
1: di- we did not give him a hard time. Oh, you we apl- No, we didn't. We I, applauded him. I it. heard the segment. Are you serious? Lloyd. I didn't meet we, you today, buddy. I heard the segment. No, we yeah. applauded.
2: It was yeah. amazing.
3: Look at all the, the newspaper clippings. Yes.
2: That's what I thought. I thought I'm with Lloyd on this. One. It was, uh-huh. and he's held all this from us. He's kept us locked away. We hadn't had no
3: idea about any of this stuff. It was amazing.
2: I Why, heard why does this identify him as being from Burley though? Isn't that kind of an oh, insult?
3: Buddy. No, I don't think so.
2: Uh, but in we, the headline
1: we, we it says Declo is, is
3: Declo. No, part we of celebrated him today. I thought it was you the day did. of Scotty. Uh,
2: No, no, that's not how I heard it. Good to see you, Lloyd. So Scott H. Gerard, 13, Burley, will be rubbing elbows with President Bush next Thursday. One of the five finalists chosen from the state in a speech contest. Wow, Scotty! About what the youths would present President Bush. He participated in a final contest Saturday in Boise, and is a runner up, the five finalists will attend a banquet scheduled for president bush uh, in Boise
3: oh, I seated at the head table. Yankee he busted him over policy disagreements. <laughs> he says he said President
2: Bush and President Bush said not and I do it was Scotty G actually
1: the reason that Herbert Walker raised taxes. <laughs> Did Scotty get in his ear?
3: I could see it.: Yeah, I don't I mean, see Scotty, Scotty just sitting there. Eh, Scotty was probably uh, he'd do it you know, persuasively: you know? at
1: least got to a staff member, you know yeah, yeah. like, hey, why you're sitting here with me to uh, to go on and give out this potato? let me let me chew your ear. I've prepared a report in this binder here. This is what you need to do. Guarantee your reelection.
2: Oh, listen to this. The tough, brown, yet sensitive outer covering resembles the strength and determination of Idahoans to protect themselves, their families, and their homes, and overcome the challenges of a changing world.
3: What is that? I think this is a quote. That's the speech. That Scott wrote?
1: Uh, Yeah, that uh, Hanson Lloyd read mockingly today.
2: They uh, did read this. I didn't uh hear that part. It says, uh, the many eyes on the potato represent the all-seeing ability of the people of this state to sense the need of uh, communal or continual growth and progress, on and on and on. Wow, Scotty. Cool. Sounds like a potato. That's the other picture that Ian sent uh, from before. Anyway, uh, good for Scotty. I'm proud of him. He represented the people of Idaho with his big potato.
1: Wait, why did Hans send you that other picture that you're obsessed with?
2: I'm not obsessed with it. I just, I don't know whether, I i don't know. I think he just sent it to me. This was years ago, that, that other picture.
1: Nobody cares about that.
2: Whew. Tell us about uh-huh. the wind. So, good times. We're here. Hi, Austin. Did, Hi. did Scotty talk to President Bush the way he talked with um, with Ajay? With Ajay, I yeah. doubt it.
4: See that on-off button? Let's turn that off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mr. President, see that
1: on-off button? Let's turn that off. <laughs> I've heard enough of you. <laughs> Let's turn that off.
3: Tell us Let's about the wind. Hear more from uh, Bob.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. You're glad I wore that long sleeve down on the field.
4: Nobody cares about that.
1: Tell us about the wind. That's funny. What else is going on? You doing all right? How are you doing? Oh, uh, you know. I'm I'm hanging in there. You're ready, all bundled up ready to do the show? Ready to talk fired about, up? about the sports? The the NBA finals is underway. Uh we will touch on that. Scott Howard Cooper will be on the show at oh, 3. We'll talk to him about uh, what's going on in the NBA, but also he's got a book coming out. We'll chat with him about that. I just
2: received it in the mail and looking forward to reading it.
1: Uh, David Locke is going to be on the show at the top
3: of the 5 o'clock hour when we have What's Going On coming up at 4. Am I leaving anything out, Austin? Uh, no, that's it. But I did text Scott and Howard Cooper and twice today, told him how much I was looking forward to reading the book, and maybe I'll ask for it for my birthday and wonder if I can afford it and <laughs> on and on and on, trying to see if he'd be like, oh, I'll get you one. And then I find out you have one?
2: Yeah, he sent me one. He sent me one uh, a week or so ago. Uh, oh. About a week ago. Is yeah. it good? I haven't started it yet because I won't I want- start it probably. Yes, I will. I'll
3: read that. I told him I'd read it. I read the first six pages today on that. I sent it to you guys. It's free for preview. I thought it was pretty good.
2: Yeah. Well, Scott's a good writer, and it uh, sounds like he poured a lot of his heart and soul into that. So
3: I do want to know, is there any spilled lemonade on your side of the desk there, Jake? Uh, not that I'm seeing, but I haven't really looked either. Uh, Apparently, Scotty attempted a gallon of lemonade today.
2: He got 120 ounces down. And uh, what was the time frame? Eight minutes? Came up eight ounces. Oh, it wasn't just
3: during the show. No. It was within a segment? Eight
2: minute limit. Oh, my gosh. He thought he could do it in five. And then uh, Hans, rather mercifully, said, no, I'll give you eight. Because five minutes? A gallon of lemonade? That, that, that's
3: not going to happen well. And, you know, we, everyone – have you tried the gallon challenge? With the milk? Yeah. No, I I had good parents that raised me right. Most people
2: just can't do it, just cannot do it. The, the, and, and Scotty said it. He reached a point, Jake. He's doing well. He got two liters down in the first under two minutes, I think. So it, it looked like he was cruising. But your body reaches a point, and they say – no mas. That's a lot of sugar. It is a lot of
1: sugar. You know what? And and lemonade, I don't know about you guys, but if I have too much lemonade, it is a recipe for heartburn.
3: Really? Oh, good oh, point. Yeah. man. All the acid in uh, there. Yeah,
1: huge recipe for heartburn for me. I asked Scotty if he was having heartburn. He's like, yeah. yeah
2: Half man. of it was strawberry
3: lemonade. Does that matter? More sugar. <laughs> and it's, I'm sure, not just naturally flavored. I'm sure it's fake strawberry flavor well, you, And, and
1: it, what lemonade did he drink it's probably not even made out of lemon I
3: saw a picture it was a country time for the strawberry uh-huh. and minute made for oh, the lemonade so okay. yeah that, I'm sure there was not a yeah. not a lemon in there <laughs> not, he from, said it not was,
2: from the root he said it was easier to drink the room temperature than the cold and that makes some sense I wonder if the cold like shrinks your uh, esophagus or whatever your, your uh, throat I don't know I was in the pool. Have you have you ever entered an eating contest or a drinking contest? (laughs) (laughs) Nope, was never a (laughs) never a chugger. Thank you very much. (laughs) Awesome, you?
3: Uh, Yeah, I've I've done one of those. It was like a fear factor. It was for Mr. Lancer in high school. Uh huh. And each club voted on a representative, and I was the drama club's representative. And one of the feats was a like a fear factor uh, dinner. There were nine different items on the menu, and whoever finished the most won. And I did all but one of the items, but I but some did all. What? Nine. Uh, what were some of the items? Oh, nasty! Like a whole gl- a whole clove of garlic, Oof. which I did. And for I'm not kidding, a month I smelled like garlic. Did you like a like a stick of butter? No, no, it was gross stuff. Like oh, butter's uh, gross if you had to eat it straight. But have you ever had fish paste on toast? <laughs> That's the name of the of the thing. Fish paste. <laughs> So it was. Uh, what was the one thing you couldn't get down? Uh, that was the one. A yeah. fish paste. It, it, well, it went down, but it didn't stay. So. Yeah, that's the problem. I bet that happened a lot.
1: Yep. Here's a, here's a question I've always wondered. As long as we're wandering aimlessly talking about beverages we're not for a aimlessly second, aimlessly wandering. we're talking uh, food here. So I've seen. I have never done this myself, although, you know, i uh, it doesn't mean I haven't tried. But I've seen somebody <laughs> drink thirty beers in one night. That seems like way too much. Oh, it was, and and this particular person was in some rough shape. Don't get me wrong, but do you think? Do you think? No, couldn't kill you. Uh, But do you think anybody could actually drink like thirty sprites in one night? Like, Uh, what is it mm -hmm. about beer that makes you capable of having that many? From not like a, a capacity withstand alcohol, but from an actual
3: liquid well, volume I, I guess, study. I guess Sprite is very much more carbonated yeah. than your typical can of beer, right? Still Beer's still carbonated. Foamy, it burns though. going yeah, down, but uh, not, not like Sprite,
1: though. A little different kind of carbonated, yeah. but yeah. But it's still foamy, for sure. Yeah, for
2: sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That'd be that be.
1: I'm just so not. is that
3: is that mo- is
1: that sheer motivation is what I'm asking about? Like this person has set their mind on drinking thirty beers, whereas no human alive would uh, sanely uh, commit to drinking you know thirty sprites in a night. Is it sheerly motivation or is it actual like a a chemical makeup reason that somebody can do that?
3: Oh, that's a good. That is a can or can't. Can I've seen it happen. Mm like they are different than you or I they you can, can actually drink physically and,
1: yeah. fit more beer into the <laughs> human uh, system than you can sprite or is it just simply this person is motivated to do that maybe it
2: depends on how big their beer belly is
1: or their bladder i doubt it i've seen some skinny people eat or drink really? a lot of beer oh yeah
2: uh, well beer's got uh, got those you know grain ingredients right so it's a, it's a heavy drink. It's healthier? <laughs> I, <don't. laughs> I have no idea. I've never, I would not be good at an eating contest. We saw the wing bowl all those years, and I just sat there in amazement that people could do that. Uh, I told you, my dad entered a pie eating contest once, but he couldn't use your hands tied behind your back, and he uh, he won. He dumped the pan out of the 10, I mean the t- the pie out of the 10, and uh and ate it that way, and he won it, and I thought, I couldn't do that. I just, I'm not a fast eater, Jake. You? Are you a fast no, eater? I'm not. Uh, Stay, uh, Stay
1: Schwifty tweets in. He says, I used to be able to knock down a 24-pack of 16-ounce beer with no issue. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No issue. What's no 24 issue? times 16? I've seen it. So I don't know. Is that a physical property of beer or simply that uh, like our guy stay schwifty here? You're just <laughs>
3: That's uh, 384 uh, ounces of beer.
2: Yeah. All right. I witnessed a guy in high school try to do the gallon challenge and it was lined up in little cartons of milk that he get at the cafeteria. And he had a gallon's worth and he got about two thirds of the way through And then it started coming up in sort of coagulated column form,
3: Uh. you know, like cheese. Didn't want to experience that again. The human adult stomach, when rested and empty, only holds two and a half ounces. How do you fit 384 ounces in there in a night? Well, you're processing quickly, I guess. (laughs) You're just doing it from the bathroom? I mean,
1: (laughs) I guess. I I've seen it happen. Wow. I'm not inventing that. Like some other Bro. things on this show, I've seen that happen.
2: <laughs> was, <laughs> was he running back and forth uh, to the uh, restroom?
1: Well, first of all, how do you know it was a he?
2: I don't. I just was uh,
1: You said he. Uh, I I might have. The yeah, beers, it was yeah. a he. I'm just yeah. Uh, I didn't pay attention to the bathroom usage to be honest with you.
3: Was it
2: collagulating like cheese? No, I don't want to. I don't want to have that visual uh, anymore. Thank you. <laughs> What's the word for that, columnar When it comes out in one big, you know. On that note, should we talk kind basketball? Of like an opened up do, can
1: of. Uh, do we need to talk about this? Soup or- and honestly, with somebody uh, who has a newborn and is enjoying not uh, thinking about vomited milk at the moment, can we talk about
2: something else? <laughs> Speaking of which, how did it go last night? You were holding down the fort uh, with both the kids. So. Oh, it went fine. I've got to
1: do it again tonight, actually.
2: But, yeah, it, it went
1: fine. All right,
2: good. I just want to make sure, you know, you want to check in on your well-being. It's a bit of a juggle, but eh, I'm fine.
1: Everybody seems to doubt my fatherly abilities, and no, I don't know whether no, no. I should take it as an insult no, or—
2: I, I was more just being empathetic about the opportunity. Uh, no, I,
1: I actually appreciate that. It's not your fault I'm on the defensive <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you made it through. Any like I, 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 took, uh, I took both our kids. This was like a month ago. Uh, you know, uh, out to a birthday party for a, for a friend of ours and uh, and his young daughter, and uh, and everybody looked at me with like, "You're with both. You're with both kids by yourself. <laughs> Are they both alive?" <laughs> It, it, it can, it, do I need to take uh, one or both of them from you in uh, in the meantime? As, uh, Has anyone
3: called DCFS? Right, and
1: I'm just thinking to myself, like, oh, come on, I'm okay. Since we're sharing our personal
2: lives. Are oh, you going to one-up that one? No, I'm not going to one-up it, but Here I'm, I'm going to tell you what I did last night. Okay. This is what I did. I watched on one of the movie channels, I think the Western. I told you I've been getting into the Westerns a little lately. 100 Rifles a movie from 1968 that had Jim Brown former running back and uh, one of the all time greats in the NFL by the way and Burt Reynolds and Raquel Welch and Burt Reynolds was a handsome man back in the day and Jim Brown was quite the specimen too and Raquel was just wow, you know, I mean, wow, those were good-looking people back then. Kind of funny that you started with with Bert and Jim there. but Well, well okay. I didn't want to sound creepy by going straight to Raquel, but she... It was a smokescreen. Yeah. She was absolutely beautiful. And here's my thing about, I mean, I got in an argument once. Who was it? Was it was, was Kevin? I can't remember. It wasn't you, Jake, was it, about how... All the women before, like uh, 1990, weren't as attractive as the women after 1990. Go check that movie out, and you'll see that uh, people were beautiful back then too.
3: What did that have to do with Jake's story? though? That's what I did last being, night. Being a father, I just what to I two
2: did two last alone. night. That's what he did last night. Last night, I watched 100 Rev. The movie itself wasn't that good, but uh, beautiful people in that movie. But the Chester Factor was high. On Burt Reynolds and Jim Brown. Well, I mean, if the movie wasn't good, why'd you stick around? Oh, just because. I mean, I, I yeah. felt like it was my duty once I started. Because you have <laughs> you have chided me essentially for not watching the whole movie. You have seen
1: parts of more movies. I, I, any movie I bring up, you go, "Oh, I've seen part of that."
2: Austin, uh, Google uh, hundred rifles and check out. And, and don't th- do it, Mike from IT
3: will be on the. No, moment. we know he yeah, won't. You no, there's nothing. There's nothing like that. Hundred rifles, Burt Reynolds specimen. Okay, specimen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 and uh, you'll see that uh, beautiful people did exist back in nineteen sixties. Let's uh, let's talk about the finals coming All up right. next. What do yeah. you say? Watch that too. All right,
1: stay tuned. We're gonna. We're going to get to the NBA Finals coming up right around the corner. Yes, was something I did while I was watching my children watch <laughs> basketball. Are you going to turn Sadie into a basketball fan? Uh, she already likes she likes sports. She likes football more than basketball, though, I'd say. Does she? But I think it's to the point now where she knows I like it, so that's kind of why she feigns interest. She wants to we'll spend see, time yeah, with you, we'll, we'll and see, that's what you do. We'll see how it goes. Although, on honestly, I just hit pause on the thing while I dealt with them, right? Yeah, I I mean, I wasn't wasn't like the baby's crying and uh, and Sadie's you know (laughs) trying to burn the house down or something like that. I'm sitting there watching basketball. Oh, hey, another one of my notes on this Chris Paul, there you know, talk
3: about it. tomorrow. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, no, she didn't watch the game with me. I, I consumed the did game Did you check on the
2: baby while you were watching the game? I yeah. mean, did you go check every once in a while and make sure she was okay? You know, Gordon, I
1: know it's been a minute since you've raised your children, but there's these things called monitors, which are pretty, pretty useful in today's day and age, where you leave one in the room with the baby, yeah, I know. and the other goes with you, so you don't know, have to be— I know that, you know, but you still got
2: to go check. Just to make sure. Do you? And wake yeah. them up and disrupt their sleep? No. Uh, no, no. Yeah. No, you leave the door just barely cracked so it doesn't clump, clump with the doorknob. Because you know, you his
3: baby in. is kept in a and, bank vault. It y- makes y- a lot of noise. You
2: know,
1: when it's a video, <laughs> like actually a video. Oh, really? Where you, got you got a you camera can on see the baby? Them. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. That's something I didn't have. <laughs> you could look and say, you know, I don't need to go in there because. <laughs>
2: She's fine (laughs) Wow Modern technology You didn't even have to stop uh, Interrupt your watching All right Better check on the baby Fine
3: (laughs) Picture in picture even
1: (laughs) All right uh, Let's get out to the zone fun We'll get into the finals Coming up next Uh, Joining us now Our friend Andrew Reinhardt From Wasatch Medical Clinic What's up Andrew How are you?
4: Hey, I am doing well. How are you guys today? Hey, we're uh,
1: we're doing just fine. Uh, let's help our listeners. Uh, you know, a lot of folks out there. Kind of, we talk about this a lot, but uh, suffer in silence. They don't need to do that. You can get uh, turn back the clock, as they say.
4: That's right. If you're out there frustrated in the bedroom, and we see this every day, guys come in a little hesitant, skeptical. They're sick of taking the pill. They go through our treatments, and they leave almost like a totally different person. You can tell the relationship is improving. I think that uh, intimacy is attached to happiness. That's my personal opinion. And we can see that. Uh, You don't have to take the pill anymore. Our technology, backed by Cambridge and 40 others, can regrow blood vessels, improve blood flow in this part of the body. And that means better intimacy, no more erectile dysfunction, and throw those pills away. Spontaneity is the name of the game, right? Spontaneity. Guys are taking the pill and not knowing when it will work, if it will work, what kind of side effects are coming the next day. Uh, There's no spontaneity. There's no on-demand function. We had a 50-year-old gentleman tell us he got back to function like in his 30s. We've treated guys up to 90, as young as 20. So if you're out there struggling, you're more normal than you think, and you can get that spontaneity back. 801-901-8000.
1: That is the number to call, 801-901-8000. And uh, what are you doing for the listeners today?
4: Well, I say leave your wallet at home, come in and do an assessment with our doctor, and you can ask all the questions, see if this is a good fit for you. We're doing it totally free. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound for free. Uh, The gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom, guys, love that. It's worth the trip. And if you're feeling a little empty in the tank, new patients get free testosterone plus the blood work that goes with it. So we really believe in delivering a lot of value, and it is totally no charge.
1: 801 901 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Excited to have you aboard today, Andrew. Thank you.
4: Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. All
1: right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: is the big show with jake scott and gordon monson presented by big o tires with the lowest price on every tire every day with no credit needed financing options available big o tires the team you trust
1: all right it's the big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone uh band of the day today is chic Selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. How's it spelled? I think it's C-H-I-C, isn't it? Isn't that Chick? Uh, well, yeah, chic. Does it's chick, chic. Does Chick have a K? Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, okay. Chic. All right. Like well, something is chic, right? Like yeah, yeah. Fashion,
0: yeah. All
1: right. Uh, should we get into the split story of the day? Let's talk about the game last night. Austin, go ahead.
0: Two guys, two topics. Two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Three-point rings. Now pulls it way out between the circles. Now Molson's for his teammates
3: to clear out the side. And now he wants to drive, gets it out to Paul. Three-pointer on the way. Shazam! To Paul. Paul stops. Three-pointer on the way. Shazam! And he's fouled. He is fouled by Lopez. How about that? Get it over to Chris Paul. Ball on the drive, goes inside, go to the rim. Score it, count it. And he's fouled from behind
0: by Giannis. Oh, brother. I just missed my first couple shots. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's the way that we play. Book got it going. I think Book had 12 in the first quarter. And that's just the way our team is. Um it's not just one guy that we depend on. You know, Kale could get going. Jay might be hot. Uh, D.A. might have it going. And we just feed off of each other. And it's sort of just all game long. This guy, that guy. And we just try to find a way to win. 118-105. to 105. The
1: Suns take a one-game-to-none lead in their series uh, with win over the Bucks. Giannis did play. Played 35 minutes, in fact. Amazing. In, in his return. Uh, looked good, but not enough. Phoenix gets a uh, uh, uh Extraordinary performance from Chris Paul in his finals debut. Uh, debut. Um, Devin Booker had a nice game, particularly a nice start, as Chris Paul said right there. Kind of funny that he threw, you know, Jay may get hot. Jay was not hot. <laughs>
2: Overage.
1: Jay, Jay struggled. Jay stru- struggled mightily. Chris Paul.
2: I wonder how Jazz fans feel when they see Jay Crowder shoot like that. It brings back memories, I'm sure.
1: Nobody shoots a—and a, I had this opinion when Jay was here— Nobody shoots a harder ball than Jay Crowder. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Like, you, you see Steph Curry miss a three, and it's just soft off the rim. You know, it just kind of rolls off a little bit. You know, Jay misses a three, and it's ba-bam! As it rockets into the, like, fifth row, you know? But then there are those nights that Jay – I mean, he he, he was kind of the definition of a streak shooter, right? There were some nights where he won it for you, and there were some nights where he didn't.
2: So, Jay, what you're saying is he, he, uh, he throws a heavy ball. Nobody uh, – he throws a heavy ball but nobody uh, a wrecking has, ball nobody has less
1: shame <laughs> that I've I've covered personally than Jay Crowder which is fine I mean he was he was empowered to do it with this club he's obviously empowered to do it with Phoenix you know go hoist away but some of some of his shot selection was a little rough back in the day
2: I'd say uh getting back to Chris Paul man he it's remarkable what he's doing at this la- la- later stage of his career I mean. He's, all, he's a great player. We get that. But, man, he is playing. Is he playing as well as he ever has? Is no. that fair to say? No, probably
1: not. That's awfully good. But what, what he brings is exactly what this Phoenix team needed. And I'll be the first to admit that when they made the trade for Chris Paul, I doubted it. I thought it was going to be the recipe for locker room mutiny.
2: Well, you also doubted it when he went to OKC.
1: Not as much because OKC was they were so young with these moldable personalities, and that and and honestly, I'll, I was wrong about Devin Booker from this sense I didn't get the impression that he was this mo- moldable personality. Mm-hmm. Whereas Oklahoma City seemed to be a bunch of young bucks who needed somebody to to you know show them how it's done, right? Show them how to get ready for the game and how to perform and be professionals and all these things that veterans bring to young groups, mm-hmm. which we've seen over the years, uh, was really welcomed in Oklahoma City. And here's where I was wrong, Gordon, is maybe I should have thought it, it was more likely to happen in Phoenix because of what happened in Oklahoma City. I just didn't see he and Chris Paul or, or he and Devin Booker meshing like that. I thought it would have been more like when Chris Paul tried to mesh with James Harden. Hmm. All right. Where it was all daffodils and sweet pickles for a minute, and then Chris Paul realized he didn't have the ball in his hands. You know what I mean? Like, I I wondered, and and, and again, I was wrong about that. Chris Paul appears to be exactly what that team needed, and Devin Booker, he, he is better because of Chris Paul's presence, because he's not, I think, he's not the number one, and I think that's been better for him. Explain yourself. He's not in the limelight. The pressure's off. He doesn't have to carry the He's team. He's not in the limelight. No, he, he is, but it's not. Devin scored 80 and the Suns lose, which we saw over and over again. You know, it's, you know, there's somebody else there that is the lightning rod and the person responsible and, you know, all these sorts of things, which I think has taken the pressure off him a little bit, where now he can just be a little bit more free to go out and play his game. It's always better when you have a partner, right? And and as opposed to resisting that, which I thought is what would happen, he obviously embraced it, and yeah. and he
2: should deserve some credit for it. Yeah, I I've, yeah, I it's worked out swimmingly, and I'll say this, uh, Jake. I mean, it's not like either team shot the lights out last time. What was it, a 46 percent, something like that? But some of the playmaking. And I don't mean playmaking in the sense of one guy going ISO. I mean just some of the some of the orchestration of getting the ball to the right place at the right time was impressive to me, and that goes for both teams actually, but especially the Suns. Well, one thing is interesting
1: is it's going to be a mid-range fest. Yeah, the analytics nerds have to be their their brain has to be exploding. <laughs> in fact, we should ask David about this uh, coming up because David has has talked a lot about. It's all about out the rim and the three. And that if you shoot mid-range shots, you're just wasting your time. Doesn't appear to be the story in this series. I wonder what people with, a, with kind of more of the mathematical lean think
2: about that. Well, it, it, it helps when you get fouled a lot. Now, what was Booker? 10 of 10 from the line last night. No, and the, the Suns as a whole, 25 of 26. That's going to help you win ball games, right? Uh, so,
1: yeah. Another thing you don't do when you're shooting threes: Get go, go to the line a lot.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, so
1: I don't, I don't know. It feels like this. This feels like a bit of a
2: throwback series to me. And, and I don't mind it. I, the whole time I was watching the game, Jake, I was thinking, "Am I entertained?" <laughs> I am waiting for Russell Crowe. Well, it wasn't uh, the most. to walk out in the arena and say, "Are you not entertained? I was entertained by what I was seeing." Now, toward you? toward the end, when it got uh, when when the score, Are fell. you not entertained? Yeah, it, it, the score got out of hand, and by that time, okay, this is. But I I think it's I think it's a decent level of basketball, and that's what we want to see. Well, right? decent
1: level of basketball and entertaining are not necessarily the same thing.
2: I guess it depends on who you're talking to. Are you one of those guys that thought the old Spurs were uninteresting? Sometimes they were a little boring. Oh, I thought I, I never thought. I rarely thought that.
1: The Jazz were boring back in the day. Doesn't mean it wasn't effective. You know, when
2: Stockton was dumping the ball down to Carl. And Post, he shoots you know? a
1: fadeaway jumper, yeah. I mean, past the Carl hammer dunk days, I'm thinking more Carl mid-30s days, right? Even when they were going to the finals days, Carl was, he was awesome at, hey, you dumped it into him, he's going to get you a bucket. I mean, he was Dirk Nowitzki before Dirk Nowitzki was, right, with that fadeaway mid-range shot from the post? Yeah, I mean unless, that was unless it was the finals. and you know, well, the, Fair enough, but uh, you understand my point. I mean, that was Carl's bread and butter. That was That was boring, way boring. Jazz fans didn't care because their team was winning. But <laughs> it wasn't the most entertaining brand of basketball in the world. Like you look at uh, Princeton in college. They win their league every darn year. <laughs> Would you rather uh, hammer your toe with a hammer or watch Princeton play basketball?
2: Yeah, that's a that's a good point. But I liked watching the Spurs play. I, I liked the way they shared the ball. I like the talent involved. I mean, Ginobili with a great shooting touch and Tony Parker able to do the things that he could do. And of course, uh, the big fundamental was... Was uh, I I was entertained by that because because seeing a dunk doesn't really spin my beanie. You know, I like to see guys make the smart play at the right time. That I I like that kind of ball. Well, you're weird if that's actually true.
1: But I mean, you mentioned Tim Duncan's uh nickname. They don't nickname if if you're a <laughs> thrilling player, they don't nickname you the big
2: fundamental. Yeah, but he he was he was such a great player. He was a great player, true. And I liked watching great players play. Yeah, but it's more well, of that's a, what you say anyway. A way to explain way how boring he is. What do you? Ta- Why would you? Uh, I would not say to you, uh, Jake. You're you know, first of all, don't shame my feelings. That's the way okay. I feel. All right. All right. And the way I feel is different from the way you feel. I liked it. And you cast doubt on whether I'm telling the truth. I liked it. I think it feels to me
1: like the vast majority of people who say they like reading William Faulkner. They don't. They're just telling you that they do to sound smart. But it's (laughs) like Dominique Wilkins never won a thing in his career. Yet the guy's nickname was the human highlight film because he was fun to watch. Because he's throwing down windmills and playing with this exciting brand of basketball. Man. It doesn't
2: mean that he was better than Tim Duncan. It just means that he was fun to watch. <laughs> but you and I, you and I are we are different in that regard. I don't care whether it's flashy or not. If I see a play that is remarkable, then yeah, I'm going to note that. It's going to catch my attention. But I don't need that. I don't need some early bird dunk. That's it. I, I would just as soon see a well-crafted play. Am I the only one? Austin, are you agreeing with Jay?
3: Uh, I'll tell you this much. I'm not watching the NBA Finals from start to finish. I have almost no interest in it. I'm watching the nine, nine-and-a-half-minute YouTube recap of each game, and that's going to do it for me for purposes of my job. I find both these teams extremely boring. Wow. I remember, when we're talking about the, the Spurs, didn't watch any of those finals with religious effort either.
1: I, I remember Donovan's rookie year when he threw, he had a breakaway dunk and he threw down one of the most beautiful windmills you've ever seen in your life. And you're like, when was, this guy is a showman. When was the last jazz player that threw down a windmill dunk in a game? I mean that stuff. That stuff is electric. Some of the things that Donovan Mitchell is capable of doing, some of those plays, some of those dunks, that is exciting, entertaining basketball to watch. Daryl Griffith
2: it, could do that. We're right, the... but
1: that was thirty years ago, thirty-five more. Right. I mean, we're well, we're used to, um, we're used to the Darren Williams mold of all star. You know, we're gonna play it on the ground. Carol could the, throw it down the ground good. game it, it, uh, for a point. And then he just gave up on that aspect all the, all the way around because he, he wisely learned. He's like, wait a minute. I could throw myself up against Shaq every time down the floor, or I could figure out how to shoot this jump shot and play Shaq in the league Shaq a lot was longer. one
2: guy, when I would watch them play, Shaq made Carl look diminutive. Shaq made everybody look diminutive. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, but uh, Jake, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, honestly, I like watching good basketball. It doesn't, I mean, when, when Donovan or somebody else dunks like that, it's not like I sit there and go, oh boy, you know, that's that's ridiculous. I think, wow, but it's not absolutely necessary for me to enjoy it. Okay, uh, and I'm you surprised. Said absolutely necessary. I'm a little surprised that you feel that way because you watch so much basketball. You know, I mean, I can enjoy watching that. It doesn't mean that I have to call it entertaining. Well, Austin it's, just said it was boring, and he wasn't going to watch it. Here's the thing, like that's me though, not Jake. Every yeah, time, I mean, don't shame
3: my feelings, I'm not, shaming, I'm not shaming
2: your feelings. You feel the way you feel. I'm just noting it. Okay, so let, let's do a little test here.
1: All right, when was the last time that you saw Tony Parker get into the lane, draw a double team, kick to Tim Duncan to bank one off the glass for two. When somebody went, oh! Yet, you watch exciting players throw down a dunk. It's everybody watching it. I did everybody that. I, goes, oh!
2: I, I, wait, I did that four or five times during a game last night. <laughs> so full. Of it. <laughs> I did. Who are you so full of it? Did you see that bounce pass? Oh! There were some the great. Bank. There were some great setups. And I enjoyed it for each team. I, I, I'm, 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 I don't know what to say, Jake. I feel bad for you because you need, apparently, if I'm understanding you correctly, you need what the casual fan needs. And I don't need that. I'm saying that that is entertaining. What a that shot Slam
1: me dunks right there, by are the way. entertaining. And by the way, I appreciate you calling me not sophisticated this time. <laughs> I
2: didn't say I not ever use that
1: term. Controversial to say that people enjoy when Donovan Mitchell rises up and throws down in somebody's face. More, That's more entertaining. Than watching a slick bounce pass for a bake <laughs> off the window <laughs> oh, because it's you're missing not, it. That's not a controversial take, but it, it's, you're missing out on enjoying some of the great. I'm moments. not missing anything. I can say, wow, nice bounce pass. It doesn't make it entertaining. Hmm. All right. Have you seen the the backboards play in tennis? The guys, the Michael Changs of the world that just get everything back, they're really good. It doesn't make them fun to watch because eight hours into the match, you're like, my (laughs) gosh, somebody hit a passing
2: (laughs) shot. Yeah, but
4: Somebody hit an ace. Oh, come on. Something but it, that it, this guy can't so, get back.
2: Sometimes you see at Wimbledon and the U.S. Open, you see the big serve and volley, you know, and the points over in three contacts with the ball. That ain't great either.
1: Michael Chang was great at tennis, but after a while you get tired of watching the backboard. I well, know you, that you've encountered I, this I, watching I your girls play I tennis. Have. And, yeah, I have. it's effective,
2: entertaining, not at all. Well, it's a, a bit frustrating, but uh, so is just, Serve and volley. I don't want to see that.
1: Yeah, passing shots—they're the worst.
2: No, don't you enjoy watching some back and forth, going back and forth, and seeing a long point? want to see somebody hit a
1: passing shot. Uh, Why uh, do you watch Wimbledon? It's all serve and volley and passing shots. Yeah, I know. I know.
3: It's not all that. But it's all it is all
1: that. Good part. That's all Pete Sampras did. That's how he made a career.
3: I mean, we're we're in the NFT era now, where Big, flashy moments are being grabbed and sold online like a electronic uh, trading card. Imagine your, your baseball, basketball cards back in the day. Now it's little 8- to 12-second highlight films that you're trading and buying online. You're not seeing a lot of Chris Paul assist NFTs. You might see a Giannis Antetokounmpo poster dunk on there.
2: But that's, like I've said, it's not me. That might be a casual fan, I think. And or a appar- modern fan.
1: Apparently, you guys... But, some people lacking sophistication might enjoy that sort of filth, but not, not me. I, that's not what I said. That's not so what you're it's implying. It's not what I said. Yeah, casual yeah, the, the casual fan likes the highlights. The casual fan. The cash out there, as I like to call them.
2: The cash
1: that doesn't have the sophistication when it comes to basketball understanding to appreciate.
2: Okay, so Mike Conley feeds the ball to Joe Ingalls. Joe Ingalls feeds the ball to Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell feeds the ball to Boyan Bogdanovich. Boyan fumbles the ball out of it. No, Boyan uh, dumps it into Rudy Gobert. Rudy turns and banks it in. You don't think that's fun to watch? I have no idea what you just. just described i just hope that nobody hates
1: me as much as you hate Boyan bogdanovich <laughs> it's a joke Jake. it's not real i just hope nobody feels that way it's about not real. me uh i it, sure that's gorgeous
3: gordon just it, it's it, not gonna it, leave the highlights though on on your i don't on the care show. about that
2: i don't care about the highlights the nba I, does i care about the game
1: by the way, on my windmill dunk thing, Clint weighs in. He said, Blue Edwards, Shandon Anderson, David Benoit, Jeremy Evans. I don't think Jeremy ever threw one down in a game like that. He he had some monster dunks. Well, he won the dunk contest, yeah. sure. But, I mean, do you really think Jeremy Evans, the 12th guy on the bench, gets in there and tries <laughs> to throw down a windmill? Jerry wouldn't have <laughs> never played him ever again? Because that's what would have happened. <laughs> Blue Edwards uh, was in a slam dunk contest once, would not he?
3: I can't remember. But you sure said that you said thirty years ago. Thirty for, years yeah. ago, yeah, That's yeah, all of those guys, or, except, except for or, Jeremy,
1: which I don't think he did it in the game.
2: See, I treat the slam dunk contest the way Austin treats the finals. I I don't care about that. I mean, I really don't. I watch it sometimes,
3: but I don't really care. But this when... this finals, be fair in your okay. assessment of my feelings. But remember,
1: <laughs> but remember that put-back dunk that Donovan had against Oklahoma City his rookie year in the playoffs? I mean, I don't like the slam dunk contest either,
3: but, man, that was incredible. Or even the one against Houston where he, it was a little bounce. bounce. He missed it, bounced up and got it and yep. hung on the rim. They lost that series. But that highlight was the best highlight yeah. of the whole
2: series. But don't 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 misunderstand what I'm saying. I mean I like those too, but I, I find the rest of it good as well. I don't
1: think we said we find the rest of it bad. We just don't believe you when you say, well, I, I mean, that's what I come to watch. I don't care about the other stuff. What do you mean you don't believe me? I don't believe you that, you that you think. How can you disbelieve what I'm saying to you? That I, you find a Tim Duncan bank shot as entertaining as a Donovan Mitchell put back dunk. I, I, don't, I don't believe what, what that. But
2: what you're saying to me is the ultimate insult. It's like when Austin said that he doesn't like to watch or it, whatever. It's I, I don't say, I don't believe you. Well, I you believe know, that. I mean, they are calling me a liar. Well, essentially, I, don't know. I believe that you <laughs> believe that. Oh, oh, that's even more condescending. Oh, well, well, you, you call,
1: well, you called me lacking sophistication. I so did my, not. My, my, I never used those up.
3: words. My guard is up. I never used those words. <laughs> right. You called, interpreted that. Called him cash.
1: You did. You called me the cash. No, I the said. The cash I said, fan. I, said, I, said, I said, <laughs> said, oh, you and the cash <laughs> There's Naismiths and cashes. And cashes. You're with the cashes
2: then where you have to have dunks. I believe that you believe what you're
1: saying. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Mock. <laughs> Stay tuned. More <laughs> next 97.5 and 1280 the Zone.
0: is the big show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson presented by Big O Tires with the lowest price on every tire every day with no credit needed financing options available Big O Tires the team you trust
1: Big Show Gordon Monson Jake Scott 975 1280 the zone i want to remind you about our friends at homie finally the way real estate should be full service local agents and you will save thousands, homie, a better way to buy or sell. I have now uh, multiple listeners sending me Jeremy Evans monster dunks. <laughs> well, they want you to be entertained. I still haven't seen a windmill, though. Let me look at this one. He could throw it down, there's no doubt. The the I looked up the dunk that you and I were talking about, Austin, and that was not a dunk. He did not touch You're the rim. No, he didn't. He just... A uh, throw down... What a, define a dunk, Gordon, because this has been a controversy going back for years. Do you have to touch the rim? Do you have to be above the rim? Because, like, the, the dunk's where you just see him throw it through. That's not a dunk.
2: Uh, yeah, I guess I would agree with you on that. Uh, I, I, well, it doesn't... You know, I don't think you have to touch the rim. You don't have to touch the rim. But if you're above the rim, then then that's what would be my requirement. That defines the dunk? So. I don't know. I mean... It's no. it's like it's like it's like uh, obscenity, like the good
3: judge said. You know it when you see it. I'm with you, Jake, that you gotta touch the rim. You're crazy to think he didn't touch the rim. I'll go back and look. I'm at it. watching he, it right he now. He didn't touch the rim. Look from the below the baseline angle. He touches the rim. It got called a charge anyway, but Anywho. I don't know
1: if we're going with our, you know, electric or not electric player. Jeremy Evans didn't play enough to be the guy that we're talking about here. The, the showman. No offense. I thought uh, Jeremy was great. And in fact, I think he was robbed on his second uh, dunk contest where he jumped over the painting that he painted of himself doing the dunk. The, the, I don't even remember who the announcers were, but they had like no idea. They're like, oh, it's some painting. No, it's like
2: he did the painting.
1: But I don't know. Huh. He didn't play enough.
2: Yeah, true. When I think of Jeremy, I think of him and because uh, he was close with Gordon Hayward. And I remember getting on a flight, and the the two of them were on the flight. Of course, they were flying in coach.
1: Wasn't that the, the theory of why he remained on the team as long as he did, is that he was Gordon Hayward's buddy? And is there anything more insulting than that sentiment? <laughs> You mean
2: anything more insulting than I know you believe what you believe, but you don't really believe it?
1: That's not what I said. I said I, I believe that you believe you believe that. That's so adorable. <laughs> It's so cute and adorable. Are you still mad about that? It was a combative segment. What <laughs> it's do you want adorable? From me? <laughs> you 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 <laughs> raised the stakes with all your uh, calling Name? me no, no, a you know, duller no, take. Is, I, uh, you know, is, know, I didn't. This need. is what's
2: going to happen now. All the people who contact me when you're being ornery and 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 mean and uh, upset, now they're all going to flood me with my uh, with uh, you know complaints about how you do that. And I, I don't want to read that stuff. Well, tell I the Mon- prefer to think of you in terms of a good friend. Well, tell the Monson crew to chill. It's all right. we <laughs> not my, we're, we're, <laughs> we're not my all, family. We're all good. Although I'm afraid
1: to ask so. You know, I, I suffer many insults at the hands of Gordon Monson. And, I, you know, sometimes I, I get a little defensive. You can't oh. blame me.
2: <laughs> so it's my
3: fault. You spent this segment <laughs> calling it's, it's me. It's my fault that you're insulting me. Well, you insulted him. No, as you well. you did, and it it's, oh, well, wait, was it was really so you can insult? dish it but not take
2: it. No, it, no, no. I, I, you know, <laughs> believe me? I take it all the time.
1: You went so, <laughs> soccer fan on me. You really can I rephrase when, when somebody says, "Hey, I don't find soccer that entertaining." Well, you just don't know what you're looking at. You just don't that's know what you're not watching. What that's I what I said. That's what you did. That's not that what I said.
2: Austin. That's, that's not what I yes, said. Yes, you did. You said it that about me you and t- you. You took it farther than I said it. <laughs> no, I did not. That was your whole I point. I said I was surprised that you didn't care for the intricacies of basketball as much as you did the big dunks and the big names and the All the, you know, all the fun stuff. stuff. Yeah, the, the entertaining part of the game. Yeah. What made the right. NBA what it is right. today? And global I,
1: dominating sport. Then when I said a dunk <laughs> is more exciting than your your ten foot bank shot, well, I mean you just don't know what you're looking at. You just <laughs> don't know what, what I, you're watching. That's not I, what mean, I, I say. can't believe you. I would never say that. said
2: that. Play the tape back, and I'll sue you. <laughs> Whoa! Now you're getting litigious? Really. See, I get accused
1: of taking it to the next level. I get accused. You get told in your personal life that it's me well, who's Well, I guarantee you so that's mean. what Naz is thinking right now. I just right got now. Threatened no, to, uh, with the Naz is
2: listening to this going, Careful, Jake, you're treading on thin ice there. <laughs> Trust me, she's not. <laughs>
1: All right, let's uh, get out to the zone phone. Uh, joining us now, our friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic, uh, Andrew Reinhardt, with us once again. Andrew, let's help our listeners.
4: We are helping a lot of guys, and I'm sure there are some listeners that have heard us before and thought, I am struggling in the bedroom, but I'm 35 <laughs> years old. I'm too young, so I'm never going to do anything about it. You may have noticed the problem getting a little worse. The medication not working, causing side effects— That is where we come in with the acoustic wave therapy that we use. The only technology backed by Cambridge and 40 others. I could talk for probably a month straight about the data and the science behind this. It opens up and regrows the blood vessels. It improves blood flow. And if I forget all of that, really, I think what we're doing is improving the relationship, overall happiness getting rid of the ED and improving that intimacy in the bedroom.
1: Yeah, that's got to be important. I mean, relationships are such a big part of life, right? And this is such a big part of relationships.
4: This is a big part. And when this happens, when a man gets ED, there's uh, like this breakdown, you know, in in a lot of aspects of his life. Uh, Things, You know, you don't feel so good about yourself. Happiness goes down. Agitation and anxiety goes up. And uh, we like seeing that improve in couples, in men as they leave our clinic it's almost like they're a totally different person
1: 801-901-8000 that is the number to call 801-901-8000 get on the schedule and get in there and see that doc for free right
4: there is a ton of free call us today that assessment and exam with our md will be free he'll do a blood flow ultrasound at no charge Uh, leave your wallet at home you don't have to worry about any cost We'll give you a little gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. That is great. And if you are feeling a little empty in the tank, uh, blood work and testosterone is included to new patients for free as well. So a ton of value. Give us a call. It's all no charge.
1: 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll have Scott Howard Cooper, our friend, coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.